Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Today is, we've had lift your voice, lift your eyes, lift your hands, lift a lot of things. Today is lift your butt. And you can take that whichever way it applies. <laughs> the B-U-T-T, that might apply, or the B-U-T. So to start, we're going to try, let's try some retro VR this morning, okay? How many of you have ever done VR games? Some of the VR games are fun. Retro VR, do you know what that is? It's called your imagination, okay? So what I need you to do, I'm going to tell you a story, but what I need you to do is I need you to close your eyes. If you can do that online, I'd like you to do that too. If you could participate, be part, close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that you're blind. So that means you can't open your eyes because you would see. So keep them closed. I want you to imagine you're sitting next to a very, you're sitting, so you're sitting, you're sitting next to a very busy road. It's hot. Dust. All around you, you can smell the dust, you can feel it on your skin, you can feel it in your hair, you can feel it in your mouth, and everything stinks. It smells like animals, it smells like poo. And soon, all of a sudden, you start to feel something, you start to feel the ground start to vibrate. And it gets stronger, and pretty soon you hear this noise. You hear shouting. And now you start to panic because the vibrations are getting stronger, and the noise is coming right towards you, and getting trampled is a very real possibility. You hear feet running by you, and you also hear shouts in this crowd, and the, you hear a name being shouted, and it's, Jesus, as Jesus was leaving Jericho, you can open your eyes if you want to, or you can keep them closed for a better VR effect, okay, a better VR experience. As Jesus was leaving Jericho together with his disciples and a sizable crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, Timaeus' son, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Many scolded him, telling him to be quiet, but he shouted even louder, Son of David, show me mercy. Jesus stopped and said, call him forward. They called the blind man, be encouraged, get up, he's calling you. Throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, teacher, I want to see. And Jesus said, go your faith has healed you. And at once he was able to see and he began to follow Jesus on the way. Now, if you grew up in Sunday school or maybe you went to a summer Bible camp, you probably heard this story or a version of it from the book of Luke where it was also told. But you probably heard this. You might be familiar with it. If you're not a Bible person at all, you just got a really cool story. That is really amazing. And it's not just a story of a blind guy named Bart. We're going to call him Blind Bart for today. But it's actually there's things that we can take from his experience 
on how to live a lifted life. So I've got five things today to take away from Bart's experience on living a lifted life. Everyone say lifted life. Lifted life, we want to live lifted. And what do we mean by a lifted life? It means we don't want to live by just getting caught up in what's going on around us. We don't live by just what we can see or what we experience with our five senses. We live from a different perspective, heaven's perspective, God's perspective. It's a perspective of faith. It's a perspective of especially hope in this season. So let's take a look at Bart for a minute. Blind Bart. Believe it or not, he had a very lucrative job. Now, you might think beggar, that's not very lucrative. But in those days, beggars were as much a part of society, even to a greater extent, than what they are today. In fact, it was actually, there was actually some thought that be having beggars that you could give to, it was a way that allowed people to bless the less fortunate, which was a really important part of the Jewish culture. So Bart, he had a very lucrative career. Beggars, see, in order to actually be successful at what you did, you needed to have some kind of visible handicap. And if you were a blind man, it almost guaranteed you success. You had a good thing going. But blind men also often had no education, no training, no marketable skills, and usually no job experience because there's not a lot a blind man can do. So think about this. Blind man, no skills, no education, kind of got a good thing going. You sit there all day and people give you money. Woohoo! Kind of nice. <laughs> it would have been in Bart's best interests to stay exactly the way he was. Just think about it. You're thinking, what? Being blind? That would have been better? Well, yeah, if you already had an income. Because you had no education, no training, no experience, and no marketable skills. That's scary. It would have been way easier for him and much more in his interest to remain as he was. And you know what? This is what I know. I think this is where we can relate very much. You know, the longer you're in something, the longer you're in a certain situation, the longer you're in a certain kind of condition or a certain state, the easier it is to just stay there. Hello? Isn't it true? It's easier. I remember, I remember there was this when I was, this was like my before Jesus days when I was, I was a, a young adult. I remember I was in this dating relationship that was like, it was the dumbest thing. It was like one of the, it, I still look back and so say, like, I can't even believe I got into this kind of thing. Anybody been there, done that? You're just like, how did I end up here? This is so dumb. And I remember, I remember for months thinking, I just need to break this off. This guy, I mean, he was actually a very successful individual for all, you know, all the, 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 whatever people would say, oh, this, you should date the guy. He's this, he's that, he's, you know, but I'm thinking, and I wasn't even following Jesus at the time. I'm thinking, this is, I'm not right. Like, I don't know why I'm in this relationship. This is so dumb, but I got uncomfortable in it. And it was easier to just stay in it than to try to break it off. Eventually I did. But come on, when you're in a place for a long time, it's easier because comfort and familiarity, oh, it just feels good. It's so much harder to think about changing. It's so much easier to stay there. And here is our first takeaway from Bart. 
Number one, everyone say number one. Street level living, in other words, living in the flow of the world around you. Street street level living might be easier, but here's what we need to ask. Do you really want to look at butts for the rest of your life? Can you imagine Bart telling his story another way? Maybe. Yeah, I kind of once heard Jesus pass by. But. I was too scared. Maybe he would have healed me, but I never asked him. I thought about it, but man, it would have been so hard to find a new job. See, think about it. Bart, man, when Jesus showed up, did Jesus actually even see Bart? Blind man sitting on the ground. Most people would have ignored him. Not to mention, Jesus had like his entourage this day. It was like they were on, they were in Jericho, which was like the palm desert of the Mediterranean. It was the warm spot everybody went to in the winter. And this is Jesus and a huge crowd were leaving Jericho and they were actually going to Jerusalem for Jesus, what would be the Passover, his final meal and his crucifixion. And so Jesus had a lot of people with him that day. So it would have been easy for Bart to have been overlooked completely. Jesus would have, could have easily passed Bart by, not seen him, had not Bart took initiative and yelled out, Jesus, I need you. Bart would have missed his moment had he not took, taken initiative. See, what's familiar and what's comfortable might be easier but do you really want to look at butts for the rest of your life? You know, I wonder what butts you're facing. I wonder what butts you feel are restricting you. See, there's a lot that you might not be able to do in this season, but there is something you can do. You know what you can do? You can lift your voice. There might be a lot of things that you can't, that you're restricted. Your job might have been X'd. There might have been a lot of other things that you feel restricted in and you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't go here. But you know what? There is something that you can do. There's something we can all do. We can lift our voice to God just like him. Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. And you know what? The crowd was like, shut up, shut up. But he got louder. You know, I think there's times, man, when we got to get, sometimes God allows things to get to a certain point. Because there's something he's looking for in us. It's that determination. It's that I am, God, I need need you. I don't just need blank. I need you. And this is where Bart was at. And this leads to number two. What looks like a setback, God can use to propel you forward. God can use to propel you forward. Listen, the crowd was like, shut up, buddy. We don't want to hear you. Shut up. I want to ask you, what is trying to silence your faith in this season? Online church, what is trying to silence your faith in this season? Online church, you have the luxury, if you want to, you can type in your comments, what is trying to silence your faith in this season? See, that's one of the perks about being online. You can talk during church. You can actually answer back here, like, don't shout out, don't, like, cause a commotion and be weird. But you can say, yeah, amen, not because I need it, but because it stirs faith in you. And you can say something. we got to get beyond those little mask things that make us just shut up. 
But what's trying to silence your faith in this season? What is trying to tell you that, that life is life can't be different? What's trying to tell you that, you know, your spiritual life can't be different? What's keeping you from believing your marriage could be different or a relationship could be different or your soul could get set free? What is trying to shut you up in this season? And you know what? The limitations and the disappointments can be very real. But this is also what I know. When the word of God speaks... Man, all it takes is one word from God, and God will take those things that are trying to work against you, trying to shut you up, trying to limit you and prevent you and keep you in a less than life, a life that's less than what God desires for you, that abundant life Jesus said he came to give. All it takes is one word, just like the crowd, shut up. But look at this. The next minute, who did Jesus tell to bring the blind man to him? He told the crowd. He said, you tell him to come here. Bring him forward. See, God can turn things around and move what was, use what was maybe trying to shut us up, trying to limit, trying to restrict us trying to limit you in your faith. He can take those circumstances and he can turn them around and use them to propel you to seek him. Use them to propel you forward and get you out of that place of being stuck. God can use what looks like a limitation and he can use it to be the very thing that will move you out of where you're stuck into a life you could only imagine. God wants to draw him draw you to himself and you know in this season man there's been you know as challenging and as trying as it has been I know I just conversations with so many of you in person and so many of you online so many of you this whole last year I keep hearing over and over and over this has been the best the worst slash best thing that's ever happened to me because I've encountered God in a way I never knew him before. I've experienced God in a way I never knew him before. How many of you can actually say that that is my experience? I know that I've grown in this season. This change, this happened. I feel like I've got, I feel like some of you, it was for the very first time. It's like you actually feel it's just like, oh, I was kind of doing the church thing, but actually now I feel like I know Jesus. Something's changed. But... If that isn't your experience, you know it's not too late. Especially if you don't have a job. You have six to eight hours a day <laughs> to pursue Jesus, to get to know Jesus. Shut off the video games and engage in your Bible. Engage online. Go to BibleProject.org. There's some amazing videos on there. Or, you know what, maybe if you're, you know, you've got to isolate more because of your health or because of someone that you live with their health or because of your work environment, take advantage of those lesser, a lesser distracted life. And really take that time to, God, I just want to know you. I want to spend more time drawing near to God. Like, take advantage, and, or maybe you can't meet in person. Well, here's the thing. Don't focus on what you can do. You can still be present. Bring your presence into the online community, into the online group. Brent, again, Brent's story is so powerful. And, you know, this is what's so great. We have what we call the digital front row in the online community. It's just like the front row. 
It's like the front row here. It's like the front row. It's just like we have a saying. It's like the front row is the group that brings it. Your faith is engaged. You are, you were the yes. You were there. Amen. You are there. This is good. You are locked in. You're not like Facebooking it on your phone or whatever, but you are locked in. You are contributing. You're helping to carry the service. We've got a digital front row online right now. Shout out to the digital front row because you're probably yelling pretty loud. But you know what? Bring your presence into the online community. And if you haven't been a part of it yet, if you hate Facebook like I hate Facebook, like so many of us hate Facebook, we decided it's dark, it's horrible because there's not enough light on it. So we're being light there. And we have church online in a place where it's where you can experience community. It's pretty cool. But you can bring your presence into the online. Comment and encourage. Pray for people. So good. God can take what seems to be a setback and use it to propel you forward. You know, here's the other thing about those limitations. It actually, when you think about how Jesus handled this, he actually seems a bit rude. Wouldn't it be kinder for the God guy to go to the blind man <laughs> instead of making the blind man get up and fumble his way to try to get to Jesus? Like, just, I don't know. Like, I read that. I'm just like, Jesus, you're kind of queer and weird there. You know, like, why are you doing that? Like, that's kind of mean. Like, making the blind guy come to you? Why aren't you going to the blind guy? You know what Jesus was doing? When he was calling the blind man forward, you know what? All of a sudden, blind Bart is in front of the whole crowd. Now everyone gets to see what Jesus is about to do. And you know, this is the other thing about those setbacks, those limitations. You know, God is wanting to do something significant for you. He's wanting to do, he's wanting to move you forward. He's wanting to bring that breakthrough because he wants to bring others along into what God is doing for you. He wants others to experience God's power and God's goodness through what God is going to do in and through your life. And number three, here we go. What do you need to put off? What do you need to put off? There's a thing called... An inciting incident. Can you say that? Inciting incident. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Inciting incident. It's something that screenwriters use when they're writing that it is a, it, it's this turning point. It's something that happens. It could be positive. It could be negative. But it's the thing that gets the main character moving forward or changing or pursuing some type of goal. And without that inciting incident, they never would have done anything. The character would have just gone on in life. So think about any movie you've ever seen. There is an inciting incident there. The inciting, I don't know if you're Lord of the Rings fans. If you're Lord of the Rings fans online, give us thumbs up, whatever. I don't know if there's a little Frodo emoji. Probably not, but but you know what? The inciting incident was when Frodo, when they were hearing the stories from his uncle and he was, he was telling all about this, this ring and they were hearing these stories and, you know, and then things change and Gandalf comes and he's like, you need to go and find the ring. And they're just like, we'll go, you know, and that was an inciting incident. Those guys were never the same, never the same. And Star Wars, what was the inciting Star Wars, the very original one, 1977? Yep, 1977. How many of you saw it in the movie theater? Oh, yes, I did. And I'm glad there's not a lot of hands because that means I'm the oldest one in the room. <laughs> but you know what? I remember there was the inciting incident in Star Wars. It was when Luke's 
aunt and uncle got killed. And it set him on this journey. There, uh, Here's the thing to consider. Could it be this past year is being used as an inciting incident to upset the balance of your life, my life, our life, even upset the balance of church to get us out of comfort and complacency? See, sometimes we need something throwing us out of balance so that we move in the direction of Jesus. And see, Bart, his life was pretty routine. He was just, it was the same. You're a beggar and a blind man, and it's the same. You get up, you somehow get out to where your spot is, you sit down, put out your cloak, collect money, go home, and do the same again. Repeat. But Jesus comes by and his routine is disrupted. Get up. He's, all of a sudden the people are yelling, get up. Jesus is calling you to come. And what does it say about Bart? It says, throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. See, Bart throwing off his cloak was very significant because that cloak, it was his protection. You know what else it was? It was also the thing that allowed him to get the money because he had this cloak and he would put it out in front of him. People would throw the money on the cloak and he would gather it back up and that's what he would use. It was his identity. It was also, think about it. I'm a blind man. I got this long cloak. It's kind of, I'm sitting on the ground and it's around me. It's like, I got to throw that thing off because if I try to get up with that long thing on, I'm probably going to trip on it because I can't see. So he had to throw the thing off that could trip him up. And so here's the question for all of us today. What do I need to put off? What do you need to put off? Where have you gotten comfortable? What is it that could maybe trip you up as God begins to lead you forward into something greater? And could this be a grace moment that God is giving to you, giving to us to change to put some stuff off. Everyone say put off, put off, and two more. Number four, the fourth takeaway from his life, if you want to see differently, you gotta act like you can see before you can see. If you wanna see differently, if you wanna see from a lifted perspective, life, if you wanna see from the perspective of hope and possibility, perspective of what God can do, you gotta act like you can see before you can see. See, Bart, he had to act like a seeing person before he could see. He had to actually get up and go to Jesus. That's what seeing people do. What is it that God is asking you to act on before it's a reality? Is it to begin to thank and to praise him before that prayer is answered? Maybe you need a job. Here's something to consider. Maybe you need to start working like a working person instead of eight hours on video games. Maybe you could go work, volunteer, start acting like a working person before you're working. Maybe you need friends. Start being friendly. Start acting like a friend. Go figure. Maybe you need direction. Maybe you just need to do something. Maybe does your marriage need, to, need, need something? Maybe you need to start serving your spouse and loving them just like they deserve it when they don't. If you want to see differently, you need to act like a seen person before you can see. And the last one, number five, 
You know, we think we know what we want, but Jesus always wants to bring us more. You know, Bart, when he was calling out, show me mercy, son of David. That son of David was a very specific title. It was a title that the Jewish people, they used towards the Messiah that they, would, they were believing was gonna come and rescue them from all the oppression. When the Messiah came to earth, God was showing up and everything was gonna be wonderful again. And so when Bart calls out, he's like, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. He says, have pity on me. Show me, give me some help here. Jesus, I need help. But Jesus, again, he kind of sounds a little bit rude. What do you want me to do? It's like, well, I'm blind. What do you think, Jesus? How many of you ever feel like that sometime? Like, God, don't you know what I need? Why aren't you doing something here? <laughs> What is it? But it was a loaded question that Jesus was asking Bart. He's like, what is it that you really want me to do? See, Jesus just didn't want to help Bart. He didn't want to just take care of Bart's need. He wanted to provide more than a solution. He wanted to do more than just give the guy sight See, what Jesus wanted was to give an invitation to a whole new way of life. Everything would change for him. Jesus, this is what's so cool. When Jesus, when Bart came, he said, I want, I want you my sight. I want you to heal me. And Jesus' response was, okay, go. Bye-bye. It's done. Your faith has healed you. But what did Bart do? Did he go? No. He stayed with Jesus and he followed Jesus. And here's the final question. I'm going to invite us to stand. Can we do this? And I want to actually, I want you to just close your eyes online. You can close your eyes as well. And I want you to think about where you're at. See, the invitation that Jesus gave to Bart was really for him to become a, a follower, not just a knower. See, Bart's previous experience with Jesus would have all been secondhand. He would have heard stories about Jesus. He knew enough about Jesus and had probably heard stories about Jesus that when Jesus came by, he called him son of David have mercy on me. Messiah, I heard you're the Messiah. I've heard these stories about you. I've heard all these things that you've done. I heard you did this for that person. I heard you did this for that person. And I heard, and there's kind of these rumblings, Jesus, that you are the guy we've been waiting for. You are the Messiah. He would have heard and experienced Jesus through secondhand news. And here's the question to ask yourself, how much of my Jesus experience is coming through the experience of others? Have you had your own face-to-face -face with Jesus or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Maybe you're like Bart, you experience Jesus meeting your needs and experience the benefits of, of Jesus and what he can do, but are you following? 
And I want to give an opportunity. We're going to pray a prayer. Church online, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with us in the room. I want to invite you to pray with me. And, and this prayer that we're praying, it's really a prayer of saying, Jesus, I don't just want to know you. I don't just want to know about you. I don't want to experience you through someone else's experience. I want a face-to-face -face experience with you. I want to follow you. I don't just want to be a knower about you. I want to be a follower of you. And see, you can have been in church your whole life. You might even be the good person who does a lot of good things and people would actually be shocked if they realized that you actually aren't a follower of Jesus. And see, that's what we're about here. We're about following Jesus. We're about being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and then following him on the mission he's on, on this planet. And if you're not a follower, everything could change. And I want us, can we pray this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you that you've already come my way I want to know you but beyond that I want to be a follower Jesus thank you for your invitation and all that you've done to transform my life through your death and resurrection I say yes to following you today amen Amen. Come on, let's give God thanks. Church Online, you can get excited too, because I know there's people watching, whether you're watching now or maybe you're tuning in watching later. People, this is your first time in church or the first time after a long time. That wasn't just some repeated thing. There was something you were very intentional and meaning in your heart. And that's why we get excited. Amen. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.